What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome to You You Can Sip sip With Us. Wait, I feel like we need to be holding down here. Oh, like at the bottom, bottom of the stem. Oh, I mean, did that not sound... Yeah, this is... That's what needed to happen. Cheers. Welcome, y'all. I'm Colleen. I was drinking. I am Ashley. And we are so glad you're here. We We couldn't be happier. Ready to sip with you. We are. What are you sipping? Oh, well, what I'm sipping on. Are you hot? No. Are you hot? I'm going to turn this fan on. But tell them what you're, tell the peeps what you're sipping on. Well, I can't. I've got some Sprite Zero because still pregnant. But I've mixed it with what did I mix it with? You it's tell just, me what yeah. you tell me well, what so I'm you sipping know on. How I'm getting into Young Living oils, so they have this thing. I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's like N X G something. It's like Ninja Red. Oh, so it's like a super berry with essential oils in it, and it's like good for. It's supposed to be like a natural energizer or whatever. I think it tastes good. Yeah. So you put some of that in yours. I'm drinking champagne, and I put some of it in mine. So we're both getting energized but i'm getting drunk and you're getting i'm getting better and you're, you're getting, getting worse no i'm getting worse yeah exactly that's exactly yeah. right so okay. uh the future's we, bright you guys we have a doozy lined up for you today we got a doozy we you're gonna freak out when you hear what we're talking about we're gonna tell you everything that nobody tells you about during pregnancy when you're pregnant mm-hmm and I can't wait to hear what your things are. Mm-hmm. And I had to get. I'm excited to hear yours. Yeah, yeah. Because mine, I also had to like comb back, you know, a year ago or whatever, because I have a 13 month old and you are in the thick of it right now. I'm very pregnant. She's very pregnant. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So um, let's see. I have a, I have several. So do you want me to go first? I think mine might be a little bit quicker, but sure, do, you, do it. You said you brought four and I have seven. Okay. But I'll be quick. Why don't you go for it? Okay. Well, the first thing that you need to know that was surprising to me, well, and these are in no particular order. It's not like the most important thing. It's just what came to my mind. I remember, so I've never really had, like cellulite is just a, it's a natural thing. Some people have more of it. Some people have less. It's genetic. It's not necessarily based on how fat you are. It's like, it's, or how much fat's on your body. It's just is what it is. I've not really had like a lot of cellulite on my um, hips and thighs really my whole life. I mean, my legs are like brick houses. And I say that in like, they've, I've been insecure about them my whole life. Anyway, I remember getting cellulite week 12 or something. Like your body just doubles in blood volume. Isn't it double in blood volume over the course of the pregnancy? It, you're going to have so much blood yeah. pumping through you. So, you're, and then there's just, like, that was just one of the first changes that there were. It was just more, I, I don't know. I don't even actually really know what causes cellulite, but it was uh, just all over my backside. And I remember being insecure about it. Like what is happening? Like, why am I gaining weight so fast? And I don't think I was even necessarily gaining weight. Just my body was changing. And I think as pregnant people, like we watch our body change so quick with when we don't have control. And I was eating, I was basically on a straight sugar and carb diet when I was pregnant. So I was blaming myself for like gaining, getting all the cellulite when really that's just a part of the human body when you are pregnant. Right. Like, I don't know. Do you know who Emily Sky is? I have no idea. So she's a fitness model or I don't even know. She's a fitness professional in Australia, but she has like over a million followers on Instagram. Her baby, she was like one week apart um, in my pregnancy. So like, I think she was due one week after me. And I remember when she, the time I felt comfortable, like, oh, this isn't my fault that I, it's not because I'm eating like a, you know, 
carbs and sugar straight. Like it was basically just giving an IV of it. My body was getting cellulite just because that's one of the things that happens when you're pregnant because right. she is like crazy fit. And she posted about it. She posted about how her body was just, she was like, it's just a beautiful part of pregnancy. Like your body is just changing and I have a lot of cellulite. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, then it's just a thing, you know? And there's lots of times I feel like as we go through these where it's something that changes that you're hard on yourself about when really it's out of your control and your body's doing what it's meant to do, right? Yes. Have you noticed more cellulite? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just a thing, man. Just part of it. What else, call? So I I feel like what everybody needs to know, whether you've been pregnant or not pregnant and you're wanting to or whatever, is that everybody's pregnancies are so different. Great point. And you can't compare what you're going through to what someone else might have been going through. Yeah. Because for me, I would hear things like, well, number one, you think you know certain things that you're going to go through. Yeah. Like everyone that I've known who's been pregnant has gotten sore breasts. And my doctor said that's one of the sure tell signs that's going to happen to you. It actually never happened to really? me. Really? Yeah. And so I Googled, wow. like, I went, you know, and that's, an, an, I'm doing two for one here, but I would Google, like, pregnant but breasts not hurting. And yeah. it's like, oh, miscarriage. So be <gasps> careful with Google. Yeah, like, Google during you know, pregnancy is not your Yeah, friend. sudden loss of symptoms. Yeah. You've, you know, you can go on a tailspin on the yeah. internet, but you really can't compare your pregnancy to anybody else's to this. And then I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. pregnant and I still have not gotten sore mm-hmm. breasts, which is just crazy yeah. to me. But it's also just, I have been on my own unique journey. Mm-hmm. I would get like stomach pains in the first trimester. Again, I'd go on Google stomach pains. You're for sure having a miscarriage, oh my God. but really it turned out, and this is so DMI, you guys, we're going to tell you all of it, yeah. but it was like gas, yeah. painful gas. That's, just, that's, the thing. that's yeah. a thing. There were mm-hmm. way more like stomachy kind of achy things than mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And <laughs> even like kicking, you know, I have friends who are pregnant around the same time as me and they would feel kicking much earlier. And I thought, oh my gosh, right. some, now something's, something's wrong. wrong. With my kid. Yeah. But it's not, no. you know, you just kind of, if you're feeling, I was feeling good. So I worried. And that's another thing that can happen. So you just have to sort of let go and embrace that. And your next pregnancy might suck. Yeah. Like, and I had a terrible pregnancy and I think my next one might be great. Like yeah. every, not only are people different, but like every pregnancy is different. Every kid, every, everything. Right. So just stay off of Google because my oh my stress yeah. came Scary. from not having as many symptoms as I thought I should. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just don't do the comparison thing with what you think it should be like or what other people are going through because that mm-hmm. will drive you absolutely freaking crazy. Great point. Yeah. And you cannot compare. This isn't on my list, but it should be. I'll just take something out. I mean, it just goes along with that, that the comparison thing also, um, I mean, again, my world is social media, so I'm on there all the time. And I see a lot of people comparing their bodies and I would do that too. Like, oh, she's 12 weeks. I'm so much bigger than her at 12 weeks or like what? And it was just like, how much weight has she gained? Oh my gosh, I've gained this much. Like what? And just that comparison thing and the postpartum thing too. That's really hard. So don't compare your symptoms, but also just don't compare your body. Don't compare anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this really surprised me. So I'm a fitness coach. Like I work out five, six days a week. I was surprised how quick you get out of breath. Like, (laughs) I don't know if that's the doubling in blood volume, but it was early on in first trimester where I was like, 
winded yeah like beyond winded and like we're gonna maybe go for a walk this afternoon and I'm worried because there's a little hill and you're oh, pregnant I got like, it girl dude I got it we'll just we'll just take it as I'm slow as we need through. to go because it is it is wild before and you're like pregnant pregnant but did you notice that in the beginning of your pregnancy too that you were like holy shit like that flight of stairs just felt like I just walked 48 flights and it was yep. seven steps. It's yep. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 20 minute workout and I'm dripping in sweat. Yeah. You just can't. It's like, that's all I can do. Intense. Uh-huh. And like, you're also physically besides the blood, your body is carrying more mm, than true. before. So like push ups right now for me, just everything. I'm like, true. wow, you know, 10 pounds can make a difference. Yes. And it's, there's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. You know, anything you do is great. Yeah. But if you hear pregnant people, like actually I have another friend that I follow on social media and she's real pregnant right now. She's doing a couple weeks and I hear her on her stories and she's like talking stories and she's just standing in place. It's just like, and she's heavy breathing because it's just like everything just is more effort. Yep. I mean, it's just crazy, but okay. What else? Okay. So I really want to tell people that if you get pregnant, I had this thing where I was like, is my life going to basically end when I get mm. pregnant? Like, and it does not end. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can project things on pregnant women too. Like, oh, they probably wouldn't want to do that or something. Right. Always give them the choice. If yeah. you have like a pregnant friend or whatever, always give them the chance to say no. Because some of my favorite nights over the last couple months have been out and about doing things. Yeah. I feel my best when mm-hmm. I'm in a bar. Yeah. Even without a drink. I yeah. just love to vibe off yeah. of the energy and you can go out. You, I mean, if you're, if you're up for it, right? Like you might not be, but I was doing way more of my normal life things than I thought I would be. And don't be afraid to assert your needs around that too. Like if people are going out and I remember there was a night where we went out with some girlfriends and I was having the best time at dinner. And then we got into a bar that was like at some point the night shifted to, and it always happens. And I would have been partaking where it's like, we're drinking. You can't, you weren't in an environment where you could talk. Girls night, you're, yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to just bounce at that point you know, or coordinate. Like I want to have a game night. You know, I like to feel included right. in things. I still want to stay up and, and be social, but your life does not have to end well, when you're pregnant. Yeah. And you know what? I remember when we went to the Beyonce concert and I bought four tickets just in case. And there was only two of us for sure that I like, Colleen and I were for sure going to go, but we had two extra tickets. And one of the people that we invited, like I wasn't even sure if we should invite her because she was pregnant. And she wanted to go and she felt bad. And she's like, I don't know. Do you want to invite someone more fun? But like, she was just as fun Absolutely. as like, it was great. And I will also say like, I love to drink. You love to drink. We're drinkers, but it's nice to like go to bed every night, wake up with the same memories, no hangover. Yep. Like, and you can still have a really good time. Now, don't get me wrong. I was glad when I was able to bring alcohol back into my life, but I was also, there's some perks to not being able to drink. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. great. So anyway, just don't think that just because you're pregnant, you can't be social or can't do things. Right. Yeah. And then if you are friends with a pregnant person, give them the opportunity to say no. But yes. maybe they I, will say that's yes. That's a really good point because I think – and it's probably the same goes for if they have kids, you know, or they don't yes. have kids. Like I remember, you know, that yeah. was a thing for you when uh, we have this like really close – 
circle of friends and now everyone has kids. And so you were kind of afraid, especially because her and Chris had been trying for so long. Like you were afraid, like what happens when am I going to get left behind when I don't have a kid? Right. And same goes for like, you're with a bunch of single women. And then there's one person, like the first person in the group has kids. It's like, should we invite her? Absolutely. But yeah, but that's the thing is like, you always should. Yes. Always invite. And a lot of your friends without kids love your freaking kids Mm -hmm. and would love to go to the pumpkin patch or whatever if it's a girl's thing. So just, you know, don't don't select people out before they have – let people self-select in or out. Yes. Okay. So I will say it seems like – I don't know if you guys have heard the saying like 10x, like 10x everything to get – you know, you want to – Dream big, like 10x, 10x your Have you heard that before? No, I have no idea. Okay, well, I do a lot of, you know, personal development, like business shit. And uh, so I've heard that, but I was going to say- What does that mean? Like, okay, there's a book called um, The 10x Rule from Grant Cardone. So he's like a business coach. And he talks about like, if you want to be wildly successful, don't just do the bare minimum. Like you got to 10x your effort to 10x your life. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I've heard that from like several people. But what I wanted to say about this was like pregnancy just is a built-in 10x everything. I feel like you're tired. Well, and again, your pregnancy was so different, is so different than mine. Um, When I was tired, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. I need a nap. It was like, if I don't freaking fall asleep right now, I might die. I am so tired. I absolutely need to sleep. It was like 10x. My emotions, they like, I was just a 10x, everything 10x. Like I was more emotional, um, you know, cried more, would go from zero to 60. Like my fuse was super short. It was 10x. Um, my cravings or my aversions when you're, you know, like around that time of the month, you get more cravings, I feel like. But for me, when I was pregnant, it was like, if I thought I wanted, like someone would say Chick-fil-A and it was like all I could think about until I got Chick-fil-A. Or if it was something like my aversion, I couldn't have green peppers. It was like, I need you. John made Mexican soup one time, like uh, tortilla soup. And I was like, oh my God, like my nose power, 10X, right? Your (laughs) sniffer is like 10X. And uh, I was like, you need open every window in the house. Like I'm going to vomit. This is insane because of the pepper smell, like bell pepper, cooked bell peppers. It was just like, everything was 10X. It was just so magnified. I was also a bitter Betty when I was pregnant because I wasn't, we were never sure we wanted to be a mom. Thank God we got Revy and like the universe knew better for us. So I was just kind of bitter Betty in a shitty mood a lot. So maybe not everyone's 10X, but like, just know that it's okay if you're more emotional or you're like extra tired or whatever. Like you're growing another human. Literally every single person on the planet was created by a woman and you're doing something really incredible right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cut yourself some slack, but that 10 X thing is real for me. I yeah. feel like you've been pretty even though. Well, I've definitely had my moments. My aversions have been 10 X. My yeah. smell, something you need to know, your <laughs> nose will become your new superpower for oh, better God. or for worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like things that I used to love, like a candle. I can't handle candles. <gasps> really? What this, about perfume? Oh shit. Did no, this lotion just bother you? I just no, put lotion on. No, it's okay. We're okay. We're, wow. in, we're still in a safe zone. It's like tangerine. But there were, I think it was the smoke out of the candle, oh. like smoky. Like okay. even we went to go get barbecue and the like burnt sort of brisket yeah you know garbage other like oh, bathrooms and restaurants Breath. would just oh yeah. yeah you know your nose will become a superpower <laughs> yeah. and it isn't good yeah it is not good and in yeah. fact I didn't get that nauseous first trimester but when I would smell something mm-hmm. bad is when I would get nauseous yeah. I would turn on a freaking dime okay yeah. Another thing you need to know about pregnancy, and God bless everybody out there because I love advice. I really do. I I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But there's – every single time you express something, 
people will have a oh, oh you just god. wait and tell kind of sentence oh so, my god <laughs> and it comes with everything and i don't get mad about it but it is just funny to me how everything you say it, it does sometimes make you feel a little discounted though like if someone says like i feel scared right now this isn't pregnancy but then someone's like oh i was more you know just wait until you're more scared of something something <laughs> right. something like you know so <laughs> i'll say things like Oh, I just felt the kicks. It's so exciting. Oh, you just wait. It's going to be, it won't be so fun when they're keeping you mm -hmm. up at night. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of or, that constant. I'm so tired. Oh, you, you just, just wait. wait. You don't even know what tired is until the baby's here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't make me mad. It's just it makes really, me mad. I almost want to play a drinking game with it if I could drink, right. like for every time, you know? And I know there's a lot that's going to happen that I don't even know what I'm in for, but it is just very funny to always have comments countered like I, that that is probably i mean i've got a few things that really really bother me like pet peeve that is one of if not the top pet peeve probably is robbing people of their present emotions i hate it mm. so much because yeah you don't know what you're in for yeah. maybe you don't know what tired is until the baby's here but what you do know is you're tired right now or you do know that you love feeling the kicks right now like it drives me freaking batty. I hate it that people, and I also like, my story is, I didn't know if I wanted kids. When we found out we were pregnant, I was pissed. Is that insensitive to people who struggle with getting pregnant? Yes, but it was what, it was my reality. It was my truth. I'm allowed to feel that. Like, you're allowed to feel whatever. And when people say, like, I used to say, oh, dogs are like kids. Dogs are like kids. No, they're not. But I didn't know any better. I'd be like, oh, because Roka's all in my face when I have, and I'd work out, and i I would be like, oh, she's like a kid. Now I have a kid. I know it's absolutely not at all. I had no idea. Like kids are way more intense, but I didn't know at the time. So it's right. fine. Like, I just feel like we should allow people to feel, feel in the present moment. So yeah, you can tell it pisses me off. I hate it. I hate it to no end. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm going to be one of those people where, where I do that. Like fast forward 20 years, if I have just you wait. Uh, just oh, just you wait. I hope I'm not. I mean, I don't you think know. you will. I'll slap you if you are. So <laughs> I'll I'll make sure you're not. Well, and I think it comes from a great place in people because they're excited for you yeah. and parenthood is fun and they're you know sharing things with you. But I think what people forget is that when you're the person going through it, it's like, like I said, if I had a drinking game, it's constant. It is just all the time. Well, and it's like, okay, so it doesn't necessarily have to be negative things, but even positive, like, oh my gosh, I love feeling the kicks or I love being pregnant or I love whatever. Just you wait, you will, you don't even know what love is until that baby's here. Like that's a nice, right? Like it's only going to get better. But also, am I not allowed to love the baby now then? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, am I not allowed to be happy with the feeling the kicks just because yeah. I'm going to love them more once they're here? You know totally. what I'm saying? It's like, I just am, can I not enjoy the present one? Do I have to wait until I love at a max level? You actually level? cannot. Like, yeah. Fuck that, man. You, you are allowed to have no feelings. Yeah, you can't feel anything. You can't it's possibly be understand in the yeah. what's going to happen. F yeah. that. F that, man. Do you have anything else? Oh, yeah. That I people got all the things. Well, then you roll because I only have one more. Great. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one more. And then I feel like I've done more physical things. You've done more emotional things. But I have two, okay. a couple things to wrap it up. But I'm going to do one other thing. For me, just know you are going through a hormone war zone. Like your hormones are changing like crazy. <laughs> war, war zone. But like one of the things that I noticed was my scent changed. Like oh. my arm, like my sweat, my armpits really like just the smell I would give off 
changed and it actually has never gone back. I will say we talked about the deodorant, natural deodorant in a different episode. Once you made me switch to a different natural deodorant, it's my smell doesn't bother me as much. But I remember when I was pregnant, like I would sweat more. My It was just like, I just smelled different. And uh, it just made me realize like everything, even at a hor- like cellular level, everything is changing. And so again, don't be so hard on yourself. Like you're growing a human. If, if women didn't do what you're doing right now, this world would be extinct. We need, mm-hmm. we need this. We need people to go through it. So, but yeah, my scent changed. I would say, and this is wrapping mine up, is trust your body that it knows what to do. And I mean that in like, I would there would be a week where I'm like, man, I just really want milk and I really want cottage cheese Mm -hmm. and I really want dairy. Mm -hmm. And past Colleen would have limited myself from dairy because I try not to have really any dairy. But I would – Yeah. In general? Before Prego. But during Prego, I was like, you know what? If I'm – if my body is telling me I really want this, I'm going to have it. Sure enough – my little app, you know, that week said, oh, your fetus is growing bones, bones. right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Or like I would be craving like orange juice and it's like vitamin D like or, you know, calcium or whatever. Turns out I don't even know what orange juice has in it. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or like steak. Well, like, it has both. I think you were right. Sometimes yeah. they fortify it. Yeah. Like I've just found that a lot of the things that my body is asking oh, right. for. Iron. Like, like steak. Red meat. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. That there's like a reason and you shouldn't fight it. You should yeah. just give to it. And I also can't count related to this and trusting yourself. I can't count the number of times that I've Googled, like, is this safe for a workout or is this Mm -hmm. safe for something? Your body will tell you if it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like there are a couple guidelines, talk to your doctor, but you know, you can, and it kind of like related to the whole life doesn't have to end thing. You can do more than you think you can. And your body will let you know if you've pushed it too much. Yeah. I remember my friend when she was pregnant, she was like, Hey, do you think that spray tans are safe when you're pregnant? And I mean, not to be like super crass, but that's the way that I am. This friend that asked me that was born addicted to meth and with fetal alcohol syndrome. And I, and she's like thriving, incredibly successful and amazing, smart, capable human. So she asks me, do you think it's safe to do a spray tan while I'm pregnant? And I was like, you are, you were born addicted to meth. Like you, you, this baby, like, yeah, you got to really do a lot of shit to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And we, I think the world tries to like terrify you, you know, watch out for everything. You, yeah. Watch your heart. Don't eat like this lunch meat. Don't eat eggs. You cannot have unpasteurized cheese. You can't do this, that, that. And it's like, oh, really? Because maybe I can and it will be fine. And I did. I had unpasteurized cheese. I had deli meat. I had egg yolk and it was fine. I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything like and I actually would sip my husband's beer. I never had like a full beer, but I would sip his beer when, because for some reason, it must be like a, what did someone told me because of the milk um, production, but Dude, something about whatever is in I beer. I have never been a beer fan and Chris will order beer oh these God. days. And I'm like, that, that looks like the so best good. thing yes. I've ever had. And I'll take a sip and I'm yeah. like, that is actually the best thing That's I've ever best had. Thing. Mm-hmm. Where has beer been all right. my life? And don't you think it's fucked that you're like, indulge what your body wants, but you can't. <laughs> I mean, you well, can't yeah, there's indulge. an asterisk. <laughs> like, but yeah. you can have a sip and it's fine. And we're not doctors, yeah. obviously don't, you know, yeah. but talk to your doctor, talk to your doctor. But I do think stress is by far the worst thing that you can do yes. for your body. And so being stressed about every little thing is not doing yourself any favor. Yep. Anyway. All right. I'll wrap it up as well. Okay. Two things. It is a finite period of time. 
it doesn't feel like it when you're in the moment because you're experiencing it and it's nine months. And I remember uh, one time I was uh, just wrapping up the first trimester and John's family was in town and John was drinking. He was like, we were partying. It was over 4th of July. And then he was like dr day drinking. And I was like, ah, like I want to drink. And his mom was like, Oh, only six more months or only seven more months. And I'm like, easy for you to say. I mean, she's had three kids, but I was like, easy for you to say, you know, like, okay, great. Well, John doesn't have to give it up ever. And I just felt like everything was like, I don't know. It didn't feel like it was a finite period of time. And then also with your body changing, you think like, I, I, you know, you watch your body change. I would also recommend not weighing yourself. The doctor will weigh you. I didn't pay attention to my weight at all because I didn't need the added pressure of like, how much weight am I putting on? And then will I get back to my, pre like I didn't weigh myself after birth either. And I still don't, I don't give a shit if I'm back to pre-prego weight, you know, but I feel like that's another thing women do is they put a lot of pressure on themselves and it is a finite period of time. You will feel your, like yourself again. It took me about a year for my hormones to balance out after having Rev, even still. So even if it's two years with pregnancy and then postpartum, you will feel like yourself again. And I don't know, my body will never be the same as it was, but it's not meant to be. I'm not, this is not, we don't move backwards in life. It's a forward progress situation. And I'm not the same person I was two years ago either, you know? So it's okay that my body isn't the same. I don't know if I've lost all the weight or not. It doesn't matter. I have a bigger purpose. And just keep that in mind as you're pregnant. Like it's nine months, nine and a half. And then you've got your, year, but it is it's a finite period of time and you're growing and you're changing and you're going to human. And then the last thing I will say, and this is my last point to really wrap this up is being on the other side now. You know, I said some things that maybe sound scary and a couple things. Hopefully if you're pregnant, you can relate, but if you're not pregnant, I'm not trying to scare you that like pregnancy is awful. Colleen's pregnancy has been great. I hated mine. I had like all kinds of pains. Everything was difficult. I was also, like I said, a bitter Betty, but I would do it 1 million times over and then some. I would be bedridden for all nine months of the pregnancy if it meant I could have Rev. I could just get emotional. Like it is the best thing. And coming from someone who didn't like kids and didn't know if she wanted to have them and was pissed when she found out she was pregnant to now being on the other side and just knowing like what it's like to have your own little human. Don't let me or this terrify you, but because it's, you know, it's, you're going through a lot, Yeah. but at the end of it, it's all worth it, man. It is all worth it. And I also want to make sure if there's people that are going through that struggle, because I don't want to be insensitive. And, and if some of you are struggling to get pregnant right now. We got episodes for that. Yeah. You got to go. If you haven't listened to those, go backlog. You'll hear me talk a lot about it. Yeah. And not to, not to give a spoiler alert, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that before this episode's Good. over. Yeah. So. And I have three. So you're pregnant. My friend Emily is pregnant. And then I have a friend named Ruth. Those are all three miracle babies. Colleen was not supposed to be pregnant um, because we already told them about yeah. So a couple episodes ago, she talked about it or whatever, several episodes ago, but she was not supposed to be pregnant. She was scheduled to have surgery the week after she found out she was pregnant. Emily had four miscarriages and they started going to fertility doctors. Ruth's baby is an IVF test tube baby. Miracles do happen. So just don't give up hope if this is something that you really want, you know? Yes. We're going to move on. Great. We got tears in the podcast. I know. Great. So we're going to lighten it up. We're going to switch baby. it up. To one of my new favorite segments, R two R two. Wait, sips. but we need to tell. Do you know who gave us that information? We had a uh, listener send us an email 
always email us your ideas yes. at youcansipwithus at gmail.com. You can also leave us voicemails with your hot takes, ideas, anything that you want advice on. Our phone number, we will not actually get a call. Don't worry. It will not like ring, ring, ring. Right. It goes right to our email. Yeah. Someone said, I don't, I didn't want to call too late and wake you up. We, we won't hear that. But leave us a voicemail at 503-489-7282. But anyway, this viewer wrote us and she said, you should call this segment our two sips. Like we're going to give our two instead of our two cents on something. Oh, here we go. Our two. Valerie. Valerie Jameson. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. So anyways, we've got two situations that we're going to give our two sips on. We got a message from someone in the sip squad who, and I felt like we could relate to this. I really wanted to tackle this one. So she said, listen, I am a loud person. She's like, I am like larger, not larger than life, but like I, you know, I've got energy. Yeah. I bring things. And she's like, I struggle because sometimes in group situations, I feel like I need to bring myself down. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to maybe be quieter, not only with my actual voice, but like with my whole presence. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance, you know, being confident and being yourself with also wanting to make the people around you like make the vibe feel more comfortable for everybody. Um, you and I, what people might not know is that for a lot of people, we can be overwhelming. Yeah. And we've been told that. Yeah. And it says when, it in our intro. When Some we, people call us overwhelming. I mean, yeah. When we get together, we can vibe pretty <laughs> yeah. hard and it can make people feel left out. We've gotten that feedback. We've gotten times. that feedback a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we also can just actually be very loud and overly energetic. Mm-hmm. Not overly, just, just very energetic. And uh, that can be difficult for people to be around. So what would you say to this member of a SIP squad about I do the think, situation? Don't you feel like as we've gotten older, though, we don't need to, like, go to the – I also wonder if there's a level of confidence and security in our friendship now where we don't have to, like – I mean, obviously, I gravitate – if there's a room full of people, I'm going to gravitate to you because I just want to be around you and with you. But I also don't feel, like, the need to – stake my claim with you or something or like be as loud. I don't know. I don't feel like we're as overwhelming to people now as we were in our twenties. Well, or do you think we are? I mean, I think that there are certain situations that we're not in currently because you were pregnant. Now I'm pregnant, living in different environments. But if there was a pool party happening right now yeah, and I was not pregnant. True. And we were able to day drink all day long. Right. And we had like our other good friends around. We would still only. There is no question. Yeah. That's that's true. There are situations Mm -hmm. where it's going to be what it is. And I refuse to pull back. Yeah. So. And we thought about that. Like, do we pull back? And it's like, but for what? To make other people comfortable? Now, I will say there is nothing wrong because I am a loud person as well. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Like you can be authentic, but also be respectful. And there's actually been times on this podcast where you're saying your points and then I'm like jumping in and interjecting. And I'm like, Ashley, these are her points. So I have to, like, I don't think it's a problem to be aware of it. Right. But I don't know. I feel like it sounds like you're probably doing the right thing. Like, cause I've been around people who have no self-awareness, who make every conversation about them. Don't let you finish a single thought before they jump in and take over and, circle it back to them. And that's not fun to be around. And that sure that person's really confident, but it's also like they isolate everybody else. So I think that there is a balance in there and you can be confident and have fun, but also I bite my tongue. I have to bite my tongue a lot because I want to talk. I am a talker. I want, I like, and I have things to say and 
everybody likes to talk about themselves and shit. So I, I just don't think there's a problem with sometimes biting your tongue, especially if you like to talk. I agree. You know, the awareness is a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. I also think as women, especially, we try to make everyone around us okay all the time. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to be loud. It is okay to be yourself. And what you don't want to do is change who you are so much thinking about what is it going to take for people to like you that you lose the magic of who you are. So be yourself and be aware. I just would like to say on that note of, so what I did my whole life, basically until I was 32, it's been like two years of finally like being okay with being loud. But what I did my whole life was shrink myself a little bit and Mm -hmm. see myself through other people's eyes. So I would do things that I thought other people would approve of, or I would say things or make decisions based on other people. And what I learned about that is if you're never really showing up as yourself, then when people say, oh, I like you. You're really funny. You're great to be around or whatever. You don't believe them because you know they're not seeing the real you. Right. Even if it's on a subconscious level, you're like, what do you, and I, that happened. People would say really nice things to me and compliment me. And I was like, no, you don't, you don't know me. You don't mean that, you know? And I now believe them when people say nice things about me because people also say mean things about me and, and I'm okay with it now. But I didn't used to believe them because I didn't really ever show them who I really was. I was constantly trying to please. So if you find, if you just show who you are and show your true colors and you own all of it, there's definitely going to be people that don't like you that are turned off by you. In fact, I have people that don't work with me and they work with my, some of my friends and other people on my team because I'm too much for them. And I'm like, great. I am too much for a lot of people and I'm not enough for others. And that is why this world is so beautiful. We can all be different. That's exactly right. We have another situation to put our two sips in on. Mm. Lost Boise Girl sent us an email. Lost Boise Girl. Lost Boise Girl. It sounds like you're not lost because you're in Boise. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what? Crisis averted. I think that's all we got to say on this one. Great. Well, I found it. You're in Boise. (laughs) Hey, sip gals. So I have been in a relationship for over two years now, and the guy is 100% non-physical. Now the dating scene has changed dramatically over the years, so it's hard to find anyone decent, let alone a man that is faithful. Is it worth staying with a good guy when you get no physical intimacy? Thanks so much for your support and feedback, ladies. I appreciate you. There's a lot to process here. If you could see my face right now, I am frowning and shaking my head violently. <laughs> like, no. Because one, I don't think, sure, the dating scene's changed. She says, what? It's hard to find any... It's hard to find anyone decent, let alone a man that can be faithful. Both of those are false. Those are made up stories that you're telling yourself. It is not hard to find anyone decent. There are a lot of decent men that are faithful, but you're probably not willing to try online dating or whatever, or you've been burned so many times, or your friend's been burned. That does not mean that they don't exist anymore at all. Mm. But I feel like we live by the stories we tell ourselves, right? And going back to that last girl... She thinks she's too loud. So that's a story she tells herself and she believes that makes her less than when that's not a fact necessarily. It's just what she believes, right? I believe I'm not good enough. I believe it's impossible to find a man. Not true. So if you're not happy in your current relationship and you're staying in it because it's going to be hard to find a man that's faithful and decent, bullshit. I do not agree with that. I think there are a lot of phenomenal humans out there. You just have to stop living under that truth because you will find what you are looking for. Yeah, so there's a question that she's got to answer. Yes. Is she... Because do you agree with me? I do. And she's got to answer for herself, though. 
is she staying with him because she loves him? Okay, well, or, she's or, absolutely not. Well, they've been together for two years, and there's an issue with physical intimacy. Right. But she's got to be able to answer. Is she staying with him because she loves him or because she doesn't believe that there's a better guy out there? The thing is, like, is like if I were thinking about – like say that John and I had this issue. There was no intimacy. He didn't want to be physical at all. I would not be thinking – well, it's hard to find a decent man that's faithful. I would be thinking, how can I have more sex with my husband? I wouldn't sure. be, th- you know, like I yeah. feel like she's wanting she's already to decided. see something. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's your decision. I don't think this is a relationship for you. I guess what I was getting at is. Sorry. If. Speaking of being loud. If. Mm-hmm. Asterisk. If she actually loves him. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't just an email segue sentence that. She can love him if she wants to stay with him. If she wants to stay with him and if she loves him. Mm-hmm. Because two years is a long time. She then has to ask herself. So I remember seeing an Oprah episode where they're like, how much physical intimacy should you have? Mm-hmm. That's a question That's that a, I think a lot great. of people. Yeah. And Oprah's answer to this was as much as you and your partner want in your life to be happy. So the scale on that could be and zero yep. to 10, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it, it like she's got to answer that for herself. What is her like needs there? And she has to have a tough conversation, which it oh, sounds yeah. like two years with zero, she clearly needs more. Mm-hmm. She's not saying that. Right. So she's not even giving this relationship really a chance if she wants to give it a chance. If. Huge asterisk there. Right. Right. So she's got to be able to uh, – and we made a post about this. You have to be able to assert your needs in life. You have to. Because nothing will change. Mm-hmm. He will not change. Your relationship will not change. If you cannot have the tough conversations. Yep. So decide if that conversation is worth it for you. Mm-hmm. Because it might not be. You might be out on this and it might be fear holding you back that right. there's no one better out there. Well, then you just got to cut it out yeah. and end this relationship and move on. Yep. But if it, if it matters to you, if he's worth it to stay in it, you have got to make a change and have this conversation and let him know that this is a need for you. And maybe there's something that he needs to talk about, a skeleton in his closet, or maybe there's Mm -hmm. some, I mean, who knows what's going on with him. It sounds like definitely there's a level of insecurity with him. Sure. Or it could be a hormone thing. Maybe something's wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So having that conversation, I think is very important. And it might be uncomfortable because it might be something he has to face. And of course, there's probably a certain level of like ego and uncomfortableness with this conversation, but- you're but it's in, you got to have it. It's not going to be worse you're than where be you're happy at now. Forty years from now with this dude, if you yeah. don't, yeah, dude. All right, I think we nailed that one. So don't forget to call, leave us a voicemail, yes. write us an email. We want to hear from you. You could be on our next segment. Our two we sips. We will always give you our two sips. That is exactly right. Let's move on. Wrap this thing up to our rants and our raves. You got it, girl. Okay. So wait, should I go first? Sure. We're doing rants, aren't we? We are ranting. Okay. I would like to rant about something and this kind of just <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a good one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's just something I'm passionate about. So, um, I feel like you've been very passionate this episode. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. This has been a passion. Well, passionate a passion episode. of mine is self-love and limiting beliefs. And that has come up several times. I think that comes up in pregnancy and then our questions. But one thing that I really struggle with is this. So I'm in the fitness realm. I follow a lot of fitness coaches. My Even people that I don't follow, it shows up on my social media in the Explorer because Instagram thinks, oh, you follow these people. You must want to follow all these or like see these people. So I really struggle and it pisses me off when I see people bragging about their postpartum body. Mm. I see, I mean, we see it everywhere. I've seen it on the Kardashians. Like it's very difficult for me to now watch that show. And I love that show because it's just like trashy, easy TV. Um, 
it, I love it, but it is really hard that they reduce everything down to the woman's body. You know, like Kim was telling Kylie, it was like advice. And I already talked about this on one of these episodes, but Kim was telling Kylie about like how she wore three pairs of Spanx one time to leave the house post baby. It's like, what the fuck? Like you just created a human. Really? Do we have to be that hard mm-hmm. on ourselves? And that's on a massive stage. But then I just see people on social media and it's like, if they make amazing progress, that's all they want to talk about. Like, I know I can't believe all these people can't believe I had a baby, you know, three, six, eight months ago or whatever. And all that does is then have other people compare themselves to you and make other people feel like shit. And also you're just reducing your body down to what it looks like. I feel like I hate when people say, you know, I got my body back. I'm going to get my body back or whatever. It's like, where the fuck did your body go? It just created a human. Like it actually arguably did the most impressive thing it's ever done. What do you mean? Get your body back. It's been there for you the whole time. Wake up sister. Mm. So it drives me crazy that, and, and great. Like you can work to get wherever you want with or without pregnancy with your body. That's fine. Do it from a place of love. But I hate that. That is what we do all the time. We reduce ourselves down to our looks. And it, I mean, in this fitness realm, it really pisses me off because I think it's doing a disservice to women in general that we need to brag on our body. Like it just drives me nuts and I'm not okay with it. Yeah. No one should be okay with it. No, it's not cool, man. I got a rant. Hit me. Less passionate, but it makes me feel bad (laughs) every week. There's a new feature in the iPhone update or something. It's been there for a little while. Where every week it hits me with what my screen time has oh, been gosh. over the last week. Your screen, you average this many hours a day on your phone. Your yeah. screen time is up an astronomical amount. <laughs> like you yeah. are an awful human. Yeah. All you do is look at your phone, Colleen. Yeah. Like it really, <laughs> like it's psychologically, yeah. I don't think it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I dread the notification. I, sh- I've, I have not looked into how to turn it off. It Can be- you? Yeah, I don't know. It's made me aware, and I don't know if I really want. Do I, I didn't invite right. that awareness in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of being aware, like I don't. At this point, <laughs> I'm not I interested. I'm not interested in this. So thanks for nothing. Apple. Yeah. All right. There's my rage. I believe. I, I. I. Not believe. I agree. Great. Tell now. Rave to me. Lighten. Lighten my mood, because now I'm pissed. So all right, this is going to be like. No one can relate to this. This Great. is an unrelatable rant. Perfect. Okay. I mean, rave. I keep getting those words confused. That's man. okay. That's all right. Okay. But this is an unrelatable words rave. Words are hard. I just have to say, uh, I love living in Arizona in the winter and spring. Mm, it's beautiful here um, right now. It's sunny. And I feel like, um, you know, I'm from Oregon. We're both from Oregon. I just love, like, we're going to go for a walk later today and it's just nice to go outside in the sun. It's not super hot yet. I mean, it gets hot as balls in this house for some reason, but I love every day. One of my very, I mean, I love my kids. So she's now parts of like favorite parts of my day. I am obsessed with taking, I take a walk every day for an hour with my dog. I listen to personal development. And sometimes when I'm in a shitty mood, I put on Taylor Swift and I just walk, man. And I love the palm trees. I love the desert. I love the cactuses. The sunsets here are unreal. I, and I hate it because I tell, like, I have a history with depression. I tell people like, God, you got to get outside and walk. And then I see people in, you know, Quebec, Canada, or like John's from Wisconsin. So I see a lot of people in Wisconsin, they're in like 12 feet of snow below zero. And I'm like, 
well, maybe you can't go yeah, up there. Get, but get a treadmill. Man. I am just yeah. really grateful for, you know, you need to, you guys try, put it on your goal board that you take a trip or something, a vacation in the middle of the winter. If you live in a wintry kind of state where you can't get outside, take a trip somewhere. Arizona is a beautiful place in the winter and spring, and I am grateful for it. Yeah. It's good. Gratitude's good. It's nice to love where you live. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. another wrong I mean, that. in the summer, it's insane, and yeah. that's why we leave. But yeah. this time of year is great. So, do you know my rave? Do you know who Margot Robbie is? She's an actress. She was in I Tanya. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, up and okay, coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Up and coming. She's um. Well, she's full blown. She like, won. She won like actress shit, didn't she? She or she was just in nominated for Mary all of it. Queen of Scots right now. I mean, for T- I Tanya. Uh, yeah, she was like best actress nomination last yeah, okay. year. Okay, so that was a big time movie for mm-hmm. her. Anyways, so there was an interview with her recently, and apparently she's been getting asked a lot. She's been married for two years happily. When are you gonna have kids? Oh, okay. And she replied in an article that basically unpacked this, where she said, "I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, stop asking me when I'm going to have a baby." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Nobody, especially men, don't get to dictate what my decisions are yeah. with that." And I just, I think that a lot of times we, and I just loved her response to yeah. that as a celebrity in this moment you know, in time where women are really sort of expressing how things feel on the other side. And do we ask men that? Like, when are you guys, right. you guys going to have babies? You know, mm-hmm. it's like this contract yeah, that we're a part so of, true. right? Yeah. That like, we didn't, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, maybe she doesn't want to have children. Maybe she can't have children. And I don't think people realize, like, even though there's great intentions behind, are you going to start a family or when are you going to start a family or when you have kids, like projecting that on someone it can be a very uncomfortable question to answer as a woman. It can be an especially uncomfortable question if you don't want children, if you can't have children, if you if you're feel, struggling, if you're in the struggle. What if that person just had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and they're not ready to share about that yet? Yep. You know, so I think that everybody's got to be just more mindful of why can't anybody just live their life without some feeling of they're not meeting an expectation mm-hmm. and just awareness around that because it is a very personal question. It's very personal and you can make someone feel extremely uncomfortable. And I was glad that clearly this question was not something that she wanted to answer, Mm -hmm. but she explained why. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Good on her. And just awareness around that. And again, this is not about being PC. This is just how it is. Like that's the reality of Mm -hmm. how you can make people feel with that question. Mm -hmm. I got it all the time and it always made me feel less than somehow. And now – you know, it's just it's very, very, very personal. So and good on her for taking the taking the power back. I think that's one thing. Yes, just take in your general, power back. women. We are on the cusp of a really, hopefully, like history making kind of movement. Yes, uh, but just women taking the power back. Yes, lead the way, L- don't using be their voices. All right, you guys, that's that's a wrap. that's a wrap. Thank you so much this one. for sipping with us today. Yeah. Dude, we love you. We love you. Dude, Don't forget we love you. to subscribe, rate, rate review, review, tap that five-star button. Slam it. Slam it down hard. hard. Just smash that button before you do anything else. And you can sit with, with us, us always. always. We'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.